Another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast here with my fam in the building. This is episode. What episode number is this? 58. 58. Moving 58. on. Up. 58. Yeah. We, we, we getting up there. I may have to figure out what I'm going to do for, for 100. That'd be a nice milestone. But anyway, KT, what is going to zone? And then. I'm officially unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but happy, right? Happy um, or mixed emotions? Comfortable. Yeah. Mixed emotions. Yeah. Yeah, I understand, I understand that, uh, especially if if the decision comes from something that you like to do. Cause like I like doing this, I just don't like y'all. Uh, that's that's basically sums up my post office job. Like I, I like the job, the job is cool, but I just don't like the people. They all trash, and just different situations in politics and blah 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 blah. But I do believe and have been praying, and that that you know better will come. And you know we just want to just next chapter, bigger, better things. We only move up. We only move up. But glad you're Nothing doing well. Can me. I'm all the way. Okay. Hey. <laughs> See, I would play these little clips and stuff, but you know, everyone has like DCMA. I don't even know if that was the right order of the acronym, but copyright stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can't really play like copywritten music or you know, people copyright strikes and all these type of things to take the content down. Mm-hmm. Fine, fine, man. So, but yeah, but yeah, um, I'm feeling pretty good. Celebrating my win uh, from my recent battle, and um, checked a lot of boxes. Shout out to to John Pierre. That's that's who I battled. Um, it was, I'll admit, the battle was a lot closer than what I anticipated. Um, I was hoping for it to be a really good fight. I wasn't expecting a really good fight, but it turned out to be a really, really good fight. He was really good, really dope. And in the building, I can admit it was pretty debatable. Uh, he did a really good job, but most of the debate was like, Nah, bro, you 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 something different. You crazy. I know. It's nice to meet y'all. It's nice to meet y'all. But um, P. Shaw pulled up to the battle. Shout out to P. Shaw. He's not with us right now. He's um out uh in these streets, being fast and and mm-hmm. doing what people do when they out in these streets. Uh, <laughs> so he may, he's, he may pop on, uh, eventually, or he may not, but either way, shout out to P Shaw. Um, but yeah, P Shaw pulled up and, uh, it was a lot of love. Enjoyed the battles and 
you know, it, it was really good. It was really good. So, again, shout out to P. Shaw. Shout out to John Pierre. Uh, the battle was dope. The atmosphere was dope. And yeah, <laughs> that's that. Um, so we wanted to go ahead and, and get a you know a, a quick podcast in because you know normally Thursdays is our is our podcast days, but uh, Thursday is Turkey Day, so we up in here. Uh, so I just want to know, KT. On Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Getting it in on a Tuesday. So you mentioned that you got everything prepared, like already. So what what you what you got going on and that would determine um if I'm pulling up for a plate <laughs> or not. I didn't say I had everything prepared, sir. Oh I mean okay. we I, got I, I, we got our you... stuff to cook with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because for, I, I, I guess I was just reading the text wrong because I thought you said you had everything ready to go. And I was like, everything? And I read it back. And I thought I, I thought I read everything. So I was He's like, lying what to you guys. He's lying. <laughs> He's lying. Just, there was no such just, text. <laughs> well, it's okay. You know, I, I, I must have read it wrong. I, I, I read mm. it wrong. So that, that's my bad. That's my bad. Um, because I was going to go ahead, especially since P. Shaw isn't here to state his case, you know, you can go ahead and, and, and drop them chewies on off to me, and then I divvy it out to him instead of the other way around. Um, Who is because, you know, North Carolina, sir? Um, see, it's it's twenty twenty one, baby. We 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 got things to get that done. We we uh, Uber Eats, Amazon Prime. Yeah, we we can make that work. Just just. You know, I'll shoot you my address. You got my address. Send them things on over. Next day. Next day. I'll, dro- I'll, I'll drop the, the delivery fee in the cash app. See? Yeah, get them things nice, nice and warm. One day delivery. Let's get it. Is, 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 that, not, is that not feasible? We can't do that? I already feel like I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off today. <laughs> And of I wasn't course. even working. I wasn't even working. And I felt like, and the day went by so freaking fast. Like, I looked yeah. up. Um, at least I know I don't have to get up early in the morning. Because the munchkin uh, doesn't have school. Right. And she's at, she's going to her grandma's for um, Thanksgiving and stuff. So I don't have to worry about her. Ah, uh, okay. I cook steak tonight oh some steak. nice ribeyes all right and they were so good well judging from that description yeah it sounded like they were really good so um my plate that's all yeah my, my plate that. See, the food is going with me to my grandparents' house in Shucktown. Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. I was going to do the Chewy thing, but P. Shaw tripping. Yep. See? So, I really was. I bought the stuff to make it. 
Wow. Like, I okay. really did. I bought the stuff to make it. And I was like, yeah. okay, peace, y'all. And I ain't hear nothing from peace, y'all. Yep, see. That's yep. why I ain't made it yet. I was like, let me wait and see if this Negro really going to come get it. Exactly. See, that's Cap. That Yep. I'm about to hit him up now. Like, nah, you capping. <laughs> you capping. Nah, we can't. I, I can still that. make him in the morning. I can make him in the morning. See, ain't yeah. no problem. He, he better, wherever he is, when he's out here being, you know, Thotty McThotterson out in these streets, <laughs> <laughs> he better stay out there. He better not come on this podcast tonight. We're going to have some words. Nah, bro. I, I appreciate you pulling up to my battle this past weekend. I love you. But nah, we're talking about these Chewies here, bro. You playing. You playing. <laughs> playing around. I really don't have much to really talk about, really. Uh, like I said, just Thanksgiving is, you know, in a couple of days. Um, which I only get that one day because I'm I'm working tomorrow and Friday. So, but I am waiting for uh, these Black Friday prices so I can get mad at how much money I could have saved if I would have waited <laughs> to buy my, yep, <laughs> on my ring home security system. So, um, a lot of it, it's been, it's been coming in differently. So, I, I got my cameras the, the alarm system itself is still on the way. It's supposed to be here like Thursday. I mean, Friday, excuse me. Uh, but then other little pieces of it. So it was all coming in weird. And I just, okay, whatever. But um, dropped about a stack. And I, I just want to see. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I got an email talking about Black Friday deals from Ring. That I was like, oh, you mother, you mother. Yep, see, see look at this. Look at this. This email came in today. Up to 40% off ring alarm kits. You see? <laughs> Enjoy up to 40% off ring alarm kit. Get extra peace of mind. Da 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 da. Save $50 on the floodlight cam. I bought two of those for $200 a piece. Mm. Save $50. You see? I'm going to hit them up and see. Hey, I just bought these things like. Three days ago, I just want to see if this game can be like retroactive, and you just kind of just give me this money back. Of course, they're gonna be like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna ask. Like, I just bought a whole security system with all the trimmers, got the cameras, the sensors, everything. But my my joint gonna be locked down like Alcatraz, like Rikers. And um, but honestly the main thing outside of the instance with the dude, you know, going in my car, the most activity I get is freaking stray animals from around the neighborhood. So like cats be all over my stuff. Rabbits be all over my stuff. And, and they be tripping the motion sensors around the house. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. every time I look, Oh, there's motion at your front door. And I look, Oh, it's a cat. And it's like three of them. Look, they like three cats that be, and I was like, I don't know what's going on around this house that they feel like, they want to come, but I'm like, no, I got to get rid of these cats. Yes. Wifey keeps telling me to just leave them alone. Just, just, just leave them alone. And, you know, they're just cats. I'm like, we don't know what they're doing around here. They, they could be fucking or something. Make it. <laughs> like, they could be doing something. 
<laughs> like, I don't know what they doing around here. I had a rabbit. We 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 had a rabbit. Uh, on two different instances, we had a rabbit that was hanging around the house. Now, like, I don't know if there's a particular weed, some something that's growing around here that they keep like that keeps them coming back or something. But then the stray cats started moving around, and then they started killing the rabbits. So I'm like, it's like some sort of gang war between cats and rabbits, and you know, like I don't want that going on around here. So I ordered this little thing that uh, is it's a motion detector thing that uh, is designed to keep small animals away to where if they get into his range, it pulsates this high frequency noise. To oh, I was about to say, you shocking them? I, I would. If, if you know, if you know, I live around white folks, so white folk will, will have me under the jail, you know. So, but now, nah, yep, you know, dude, and I'm, I'm sure some and of these people around the here look, nah, because of them, mm-hmm. uh, in, in animals' life is, is more valuable than my black ass, mm-hmm. so nah, nah, not I, I won't do the, the, the shock thing, but. It, it just pulsates this high frequency thing to keep the animals away, mm. and it kind of scares them off, and this, that, and the third. You know, so I'm like, well, I got to put up a couple of those because I, I, I do, I would prefer that I keep for whatever reason these cats keep coming around my house, and I, I, I get these cats the fuck out of here. But, but that's that. So, well, your girl, I think I, your girl found a sugar daddy. What? What? <laughs> yeah. What? This is we do. Okay. Okay. I was just celebrating with you. You know what? I was celebrating. I was <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> I want to play. We, I want to play. We moving on up. To the side. Okay, go ahead. Oh my gosh, stop it. (laughs) 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 So I go, so I get this friend request. Uh Uh-huh. And I couldn't see the picture all that well, but I thought maybe it's somebody I know. I was like, Uh whatever, confirm. You can follow me, whatever. And then he sent me a message. And hold on, let me get my phone because I got to read this script. Wow. Yeah. Go get that. Oh my God. I can only imagine. (laughs) Yeah. It was on my my IG. (laughs) Oh, and on IG nonetheless. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) OMG, you're so gorgeous. I'm very interested in you. I want you to be my sugar baby. Indeed, I'm going to spoil you. Paid weekly allowance if you just agree to be my sugar baby. You have no problem with money anymore. I'm going to take care of all your needs. You're so beautiful. I'm looking forward to you, for you to message me back. Please, baby doll. one sent you that message. Please tell me that was that's not true. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I 
I'm currently reading the message for the listeners out there. Oh, she got the screenshot. Wow. Wow, Ew. with the big beard. The big beard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the big beard energy. <laughs> he got that oh, big wow. beard energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I was wow. like, I read it and I was just like, and I. It, the funny part was, I was just saying to my mom, I was like, I need to find me a sugar daddy. Uh-huh. And then here his ass come. Here you go. Messaging me. I was like, oh no, I done put something in the atmosphere. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Cause he slid right on up in there with the big bean energy, like baby doll. Listen. Listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> All you gotta do is message me back. And this it and your your life will forever change. Let me find out. Let First me, of all, where the heck are you? Because your name is not... I feel like he's not even here. Uh, right, of course. Of course. I'm like, ain't no because way my behind is coming the way you are. Boom. Yep. yep. Not happening. He's, he's... That's that sex trafficking foolishness. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. Because like he's He's either scamming somewhere in in the middle east somewhere mm-hmm. and he's like well you can be my sugar mama i will take care of you but i need you to send me a thousand dollars uh to so, so so i can get the papers to bring you where i am or some other crazy mm-hmm. bullshit like that Good and, or and set up a meeting gonna, because he saw that read his message and didn't respond he gonna type three question marks no, I didn't respond yeah. for a reason, sir. Uh-huh. I'm real skeptical. Nah, that's 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 a scam or something even more dangerous mm-hmm. right there. Cause that for sure the the sex trafficking stuff, it is real. Mm-hmm. It that's that shit is real and it is actually happening. And it's crazy enough to think that there will be somebody who will Fall for this. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to fall for this. Somebody hit me up on Instagram and said they wanted to take care of me and they're going to do something crazy where they end up thinking they're going to meet this person and kidnap, thrown in the back of a van and never hear, heard from again. Like that's... You're like, yeah, I'm going to my Glock will meet you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Me and my Glock. But just my luck, you um, know. Even in self-defense, I'd be in jail. Well, at least you'll be alive. That That's my thing. At, at, at least your, your organs won't be harvested. Which, speaking of which, brings up a um, the Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. I, I knew uh, it was going there. Yeah. So, well, it, it was a great segue. It was a great segue. But, mm. yeah, well, what did you think about Kyle Rittenhouse, and and it was. Here's the thing where I'm 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 torn. I'm torn from it. Um, Torn about what? I'm torn about the way the the way the story is versus what actually happened versus the way the trial was handled versus the way he was handled. Because the the main thing 
first and foremost is, of course, if Kyle Rittenhouse was Dante Brown. Yeah. If Kyle Rittenhouse was black. It wouldn't have gone down that way. It wouldn't have gone down that, that way. But first of all, he wouldn't have been apprehended. He would have been dead. This is true. He would have been dead. This is true. And if mm-hmm. by some miracle they did apprehend him, they would throw the book at him. Absolutely. So the way the way the thing that really tripped me out was um even though ultimately ultimately trying to get everything out of it, I felt like the verdict was I I knew he was going to walk, first and foremost. When actually going over the actual facts and stuff, because I followed it. I, I followed this because even though I knew that he was going to walk, I wanted to be like, okay, let's let's see if I can figure out if he's going to walk because the facts prove that it was self-defense or if, if it was some bullshit. Now, the one thing that I knew for a fact just by the vibe of it was the judge was the judge was treating this dude like it was his grandson. Like, like he didn't, like he was like, this is just a formality. I'm just here. So I don't get fined. And, you know, I already know what's going to happen here. So let's just get the formalities out the way. Prosecution, the say what you got to say. Shouldn't even be on the bench. Yeah. Cause it, because it, it, it was clear no what way. his bias was. He was he was completely biased. And his job is to not be biased. Yep. He didn't yep. even bother to hide his bias. Nope. He 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 didn't care. He did not care. And that was the thing that did concern me, regardless of what I felt like the verdict was right or not, which if context and everything aside, I felt like this was the right call to make. The problem is the right call to make isn't universal because again, if Kyle Rittenhouse was, was black, he wouldn't have got off the way he got off. Now going against, why do you think it was the right call to make? I think, I think it was the right call because looking at all the videos and up again, putting it up against the stories that was out there, like, Oh, well, the main thing they said was, well, his mom drove him across state lines with a gun. He was underage uh, to basically to shoot people. But then it was like, well, that's not true. He, his father lives in Kenosha. He was in Kenosha working in Kenosha uh, for a while. And he just travels back and forth to Chicago, somewhere in Illinois to where his mom was. He was already there and he has a job there. So like, so he didn't, he wasn't driven there. The gun that he had, it was a technicality as far as the gun thing, because like he's seventeen, he has a, a an, uh, an automatic rifle. But according to specific gun laws in in Wisconsin, in that area, he was legally in in, in his right to carry that gun. Um, but then outside of that, it just became he say she say as far as what happened. But they they had video, so as far as the people that he killed, they attacked him first. And so it's like, well, that that was self-defense. So it's like, so if 
by that regard, yeah. Now, without looking at it, I already knew. You getting off. But looking into it, I was like, oh, uh, well, yeah. Because what what we're being told as far as the media, that's not what's being shown on on this, this video. They had a, a drone surveillance that showed damn near the whole thing of mm. of him. They were uh at this car spot, the the protesters. I don't even I, I don't want to call these people protesters because well, you, you know my opinion when it comes to the whole protester thing. There were people there that had ulterior motives and different agendas. Mm-hmm. They they didn't care about um, Black Lives Matter. They didn't care about social justice. They went out there to destroy shit. They they went out there to steal shit. There was so many different people. That's why I feel like BLM, the organization, were co-opted because there were so many different groups hiding within those protesters that caused so much drama and so much destruction and all the blame came on the BLM. Mm -hmm. But there were people out there, even more videos of the, one of the people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot and killed was out there like, you know, threatening him like, oh, if I catch one of you motherfuckers alone, I'm gonna kill you. And then he's like, I'm gonna kill you niggers, kill you. Like he, this, and it's a white dude, right? So Mm -hmm. he shot two white dudes. And one of the white dudes out there just dropping in bombs like you would have thought he was the right, the white supremacist. Um, so just looking at the facts of it, it's like nah, that's that's self defense. They they ran up, they literally ran up on him, attacked him, pointed their guns at him, and then he just responded. But the thing is, even if that is the case with Kyle Rittenhouse, if he was black. I still don't think he would have gotten the same treatment that he got. Mm-mm. No. So like there, there's, it's, and, and that's the thing that pisses black people off and rightfully so, because we know, we know like there's, there's a story of, of, uh, that someone told it was like, uh, a guy served in the military, uh, was on the armed forces for years, lived in Texas, has guns. Moves to New York for whatever reason, but you know New York gun laws—they they don't play. But he was pulled over by a cop up in New York, and the cop was like, "Well, do you have anything in the car?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, I got my guns in the back seat. I mean, in the in the trunk of the car." And even though they're legally registered, owns everything legally, they still charged him and still and he still went to jail, still served time, because it's like the America that that is supposed to work for Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't work for black people. It just doesn't. Now, of course, there's other instances where they're trying to bring up now, like um, there's a story of Andrew Coffey. Have you heard of him? Um, Andrew Coffey, because that's all I'm seeing these white conservatives bring up. It's like, Mm. well, look at the story of Andrew Coffey. See, he... He got off non, you know, he was um, found non-guilty of, uh, you know, he got off on self-defense and da, 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 da. So it just works for everybody. We're all in this together. It's like, no, this, because the story and the context is way, way, way different because the story of Andrew Coffey, I'll just be brief about this just to show that there's another side of the coin that people of color see. And story of Andrew Coffey is very, very similar to another case that we uh, that we came to know about earlier this year. And I'll make that correlation after I tell the story. Andrew Coffey, of course, a black man, 
in a, in his home with his girlfriend at the time. Police raided his home, and him not knowing it was the police defended himself. Shot back uh, at the police that was raiding his home, entering his home. <laughs> shot back in defense. They shot and killed his girlfriend. Girlfriend mm-hmm. shot dead. And once they apprehended him, they charged Andrew Coffey with the murder of his girlfriend. Charged him with the murder. And of course, all these other little charges they, they did. During the trial, the judge of that trial denied permission to use uh, the Stand Your Ground defense. Now this, I forgot what what uh, state this was in, but it was a stand your ground state. Mm-hmm. But the judge literally, personally, made sure that he could not use the stand your ground defense as a defense. The same way the judge of Kyle Rittenhouse said, you can't describe the people who were shot and killed as victims. Mm-hmm. They can only be, but he'll accept the terms looters and rioters. Because even if the story that the media portrayed was true about these two men, portraying them as victims versus portraying them as looters and rioters tell a much, much different story, right? Just for those terms. So, Mm -hmm. but anyway, somehow or another, Andrew Coffey was found uh, not guilty. He he got off. Um, How, I don't know, but he got off. However, it still isn't over because he was, he's a convicted felon. So now he's still facing 30 years for just having a gun. So his fight isn't over, but it's like, it's that different context that they're not, they're not telling. And it, it perpetuates the, the mindset of people of color is like, yeah, we know how it's supposed to work. The problem is it just doesn't work for everybody. And but Kyle Rittenhouse, even though, in my opinion, I think it was the right call, but it's like, but that's not the call you're going to make, say, for uh, Amar Arbery. Because that trial is going to, I think they actually did the closing arguments of that one. Um, and that's already been a circus. You had the defense attorney talking about, we don't want more black pastors sitting in the courtroom, right? The actual defense attorney, her name is Laura Holgram or something like that, some pasty-ass mayonnaise bitch. She sat there in her closing arguments. I lied to you not. She sat there in her closing arguments and she, um, oh my God, what did she say? Um, she made, she made, uh, she, she made the, um, the reference describing Amar Arbery as far as, um, you know, how he was not, he was like, they're trying to paint Amar Arbery as the victim, but he's not. Uh, he was, and I'm paraphrasing, but he was someone who was uh, running in a neighborhood with no socks on to cover up his long, dirty toenails. Like, she li- she literally said that. Expect that, that last part. He's running around with no socks on to cover his long, dirty toenails. Like, what? Like, what does that have to do with anything pertaining to this case? And he and she said this to a jury of eleven white people and one black person. So it's like, okay. So we're gonna see. 
Because with Kyle Rittenhouse, I can say, hey, you know, according to the facts and the evidence of the matter, hey, I believe the not guilty verdict is is the correct one. Because they have video surveillance, you you have, and y'all connected all the dots that needed to be con- connected. But we're, and I fear this. I fear we're going to see the other side of America that that has black people looking at the Kyle Rittenhouse case like, if he was black, there wouldn't be, that wouldn't be the outcome. And we're going to look at the Amar Arbery case where you clearly see, clearly see. Those white men ran him down and murdered him, regardless of the context. Uh, and oh, what about this? And the what about isms? The way they created the story for Cal Rittenhouse, for from I'll just say the liberal media, the conservative media media did the same thing to Amar Arbery, Andrew Coffee that I just mentioned. That they're trying to connect and correlate Kyle Rittenhouse with Andrew Coffey. But like, no, that's not the same story. Actually, that story sounds a lot like Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot like Breonna. It's almost to a T. You can almost insert name here. Mm-hmm. But that's not the story y'all told with Breonna Taylor. Y'all said, oh, well, you you play these games. This is what you get. Oh, you lay down with the pigs. You get you get dirty. Y- y'all was going on saying that, oh, she was a... a a, a, a trap queen and she was a drug, you know, a part of the drug empire. Y- y- y'all was doing a lot to slander her name. Same way y'all did with Tamir Rice. Same way y'all did with Trayvon Martin. So on and so forth when it comes to melanated people who lives were taken in, in any type of situations, particularly situations like these. So I understand. So I understand. So I fear we're going to see the the other side of what has black people upset with the Kyle Rittenhouse case because what I fear will happen with the Amar Arbery case. So I, I think they did the closing arguments either today or yesterday. And if these two people, the McMichaels and even the guy who pretended to be a witness, but he was a part of it too, that third guy, I can't remember his name. If they don't get a guilty verdict, convicted and shipped away I I I don't know I, I fear to think what what will happen I fear to think what will happen but I just don't think I I don't think I I I just don't think it's going to end with justice for Mar Arbery the way that it ended for Kyle Rittenhouse so that's that's just it but here but here's the thought that that I got uh, when it comes to the Cal Rittenhouse thing. It's like how how I feel as far as the overall message from both Cal Rittenhouse and Amar Arbery, especially for black people. Arm yourselves. Arm yourselves. Because I feel like if, and this is with a lot of instances, Amar Arbery would have been armed and would have been able to defend himself from being ran down like an animal from, from these two psychos. I, I think it would have been a different story. I, I think this would be a, a closer, a closer correlation to the Kyle Rittenhouse case than, than it is now. And, um, 
don't know. It it just tells me or, or encourages me like I go ahead and, and be armed, arm yourselves. I, I know b- with black America specifically, the media that thinks they speak for us always want to tell us, you know, no guns, no guns, gun control, gun control, da, 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 da. They want to take guns out of our hands. But I feel like this should encourage us to actually arm ourselves because in these instances, we're the ones that always seem to be losing our lives. And, you know, not, I don't know. That, that's just the, the message. I don't know. I, I I could be missing it, but I feel like I'm, I'm spot on with the takeaway that I'm getting from these two cases that's going on right now. But like, I think the only difference is one had a gun defended his life. And then y'all can do all your speculation and stuff, but I'm still here. I'm alive. Uh, And I think that's the issue that a lot of us are facing, but okay. I'm done. (laughs) Like, I didn't follow it that closely. So Mm -hmm. I fell into the trap of the media with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Because I didn't didn't uh follow it that closely. Um, Like I didn't see the or hear about the videotapes or anything like that. So um, yeah, that was that was my fault. You know, I didn't follow it closely. Just because I just I these days I I get so drained by hearing all of these things, you know? Yes. So I a lot of times I just kind of back away from it because I get triggered and Yep. I get angry and I just I don't have the energy for it right now. Yep. Well, and, and that's and that's what it's supposed to do, honestly. I, I feel like that's what it's designed to do. Uh, it's designed because you, you have polar opposite media outlets. Like your CNN and it's in this, their antithesis is Fox News and vice versa. And each one is telling one specific side of everything, of everything, where it it aligns up to their specific interests or ideology and who they support, and then the other side, it's their own way. So it's it it forces you to at least feel like you have to take a side. And the the rhetoric that one side says versus the other, uh, the way this media outlet covers the news versus the other. Is all meant to keep you divided. And it is triggering, especially when you get to meeting and talking with some of these people who you can clearly see you, you are ingrained on one particular side or the other. And the only reason I, I follow it is because, you know, since, since doing this podcast and the YouTube stuff, it's like, I found myself falling into the trap a lot of times of having a particular outlet or something. But when I look at it, and just kind of, and, and that's the thing. We have to become our own journalists, unfortunately, because these news sites and stuff aren't really news sites anymore. It's, it's mm-hmm. almost the same it's as if you're watching. Yeah, it, 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 they have their own agenda. 
And what pisses me off is is okay, I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm I want what's best for for my people, for black people, the black community. We talk about issues in the black community, and then I'm hearing the voices that's supposedly talking to the black community. And then as I step back and I like and I look at things and I'm like, now I understand. I, I understand why a lot of us think and honestly even behave the way that we think and behave because these are the voices we listen to. And unfortunately, a lot of those voices look like us. And so we think, well, if we do these things or listen to these voices, because we think, well, this is a news site, then they must be a trusted source. Right. But then, you know, so it, the, the Kyle Rittenhouse was just the, the latest thing in it because, you know, I hear it and the story they told versus what actually happened is completely different. The same way as the, the conservative Fox news people told a completely different story of Breonna Taylor, the way they told a completely different story of Trayvon Martin. And each one was like, where is the actual truth in it? Where is the truth in it? And why aren't we, we being honest enough to say, this is the actual fact. This is what happened. But there's a, there's a particular agenda played by both. And, but of course, both of these uh, entities are owned by the same people. So they're getting paid regardless of who you believe. And, and so that's, that's the thing. I, it's, I believe it's, de it's designed to be that way. And I, I think as far as the people we look to, like your CNNs, your Don Lemons, it's, it's almost as if they find joy and pleasure of reminding us of our victimhood type of thing to where, you know, it, it doesn't matter what's going on with you. Just understand with Kyle Rittenhouse, they can't be you because you would be dead. And honestly, two things can be true. According to the system, the, the history kind of shows, eh, but I, I just I just feel like one side one side is straight up racist in the motherfucker uh, with their rhetoric and all this type of stuff, and the more I just kind of listen, because uh, I, I put myself through the torture of just trying to listen to everybody, and one side, say the conservative side, has this feeling of in order for you that their thing is just be American. That's that's their thing. But the dog whistle is your, your your pride in being black and your black heritage and black history and all this stuff. That's just a divide. So just let all that stuff go. Just be American. Be like us. And you'll be all right with us. So your identity and pride as a black person, give that up and just be American. Follow our specific ideologies. Um, and while you're at it, shit on the black community with some of your takes, especially if you're a person of color, uh, all the things that, you know, racism doesn't exist. Remember that white privilege doesn't exist. Remember that. Um, and the reasons you're having the troubles you have is because it's, it's your laziness and lack of personal responsibility. That's their side. Then the other side is like, well, every single thing about you is because of white, the white man and racism everything that's happened to you is because of racism. So it's like you have one extreme versus the other. And it's like, I just need someone to at least give it to me straight because I do understand that. Yes. Systemically America has been a piece of shit when it comes to black people. But at the same time, 
that does not dismiss my own efforts and personal responsibility to do better for myself. Like two things can be true. And it's the mental gymnastic that these media outlets play that kind of have us all in a clusterfuck. But okay, that's it. I'm done preaching again. So uh, shout, shout out to P. Shaw. He tried to jump in, but um, apparently he was having some technical difficulties, but we already started, so uh, which is probably a good thing because I was ready to go at him about these chewies. I was ready. He, he popped in the room, but I was like, uh-huh. I was going to stop my whole little diatribe there and go right to them chewies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's it. Those are my thoughts when it comes to the um, the thing. And oh, speaking of which on Kyle Rittenhouse, actually, I want to find this clip because I found this thing so funny. Um, they interviewed, Fox News interviewed him and you know, now these white people are amazed, so thrilled that Rittenhouse was found out guilty. Um, so he sat down with a Fox News reporter and he was, he, I don't know if I can find it. If I find it out, I'll, I'll pull it up. But even then he was talking about, oh, I, I, I support the Black Lives Matter movement. And yes, there does need to be change when it comes to the, the prosecution thing and um, all of these things that's happening here in America. And if... I were a person of color, things may end up differently for that person than, than it is for me. And I just found that to be one like, huh, you don't say, but the backlash that he got from those on the right who supported him. Um, it, it's like they had their minds blown, minds blown. And actually, let me see if I can find this clip right here. All right, y'all check this out. Were you surprised to see this framed as a, a racial story? To be honest, Tucker, this case has nothing to do with race. Um, it never had anything to do with race. It had to do with the right to self-defense. I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. And I believe there needs to be change. I believe there's a lot of prosecutorial misconduct, not just in my case, but in other cases. And it's just amazing to see how how much a prosecutor can take advantage of somebody. Like, if they did this to me, imagine what they could have done to a person of color who doesn't maybe have the resources I do or is not widely publicized like my case. What did you make of the President of the United States calling you a white supremacist? Mr. President, if I could say one thing to you, I would urge you to go back and watch the trial and understand the facts before you make a statement. And that is, that's that, that's that. So KT was also having some technical difficulties, so she wanted and dropped out. But um, but yeah, I I want you guys, especially those that's listening. And of course, this was maybe about a, a 20, 25 minute conversation where he just kind of detailed it in his own words of what happened to him. Um, and. That's the thing that I had to understand for myself looking closely at this case, that this isn't an issue of race. There were some rumors going around where the people he shot were black. No, they weren't black. One, one of the people he killed was, uh, was a registered certified, uh, sex offender, a child molester, five counts of it, uh, messing with young boys. 
Um, and I believe that's the one who was spouting off with the N word and doing all this other crazy stuff, threatening him and this, that, and the third. And so, and you know, and clearly going by the video, he was attacked. He was attacked. Um, but that's, that's just it. That's just it. And the, the, the way the media spun it, the way they ran with it, you know, it, it was very, it was very eye opening, but not so much because we also see how the other side vilifies people of color, where if look at George Floyd, the first thing they did was bring up something that he did 10 years ago. Oh, he's not a good person because 10 years ago he did this. But this is also the side that fights against cancel culture from the left that does the same thing. You know, oh, you said this 10 years ago, then you should be punished and lose everything and your existence should be destroyed today. But, you know, and that's wrong when it comes from the right. The right, no, that's wrong. No, this cancel culture thing is is not right. This is wrong. This is ridiculous. But when it comes to a black person being victimized, uh, whether by law enforcement or anything of that nature, the first thing people on the right do is dig right into that history and figures out, oh, how can I bring this person down? <gasps> Look at this. Ten years ago, he held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach. Oh, no, fentanyl Floyd and all these different all these different things. Oh, uh, Trayvon Martin. Oh, he was a thug. Oh, look at this. He has pictures of him, uh, you know, shooting a bird at the camera. And oh, look at this. He got gold. He got uh, gold or something in his teeth. And oh, he wearing his hoodie and all these different things. And, the, and, the, and Zimmerman was justified because he was being attacked and he feared for his life, even though Zimmerman was the one that instigated the entire thing. Look at Tamir Rice. Oh, why, why is Tamir Rice, uh, what's he doing with a toy gun anyway, even though he's a 12-year-old boy? Like, tell me, you older people, that you didn't have a toy gun when you were growing up. What did you do with toy guns? You played with the toy gun like it was a gun. What's he doing with a gun? And Why, why didn't he comply? Look at Elijah McClain. Oh, what, why did he have to resist arrest? Why did he, all he had to do was comply. That's the thing that you conservatives love to do. Comply. Why didn't he comply? Comply. Y'all do the same thing. It was just the media. It was just the left attempt to do this to Kyle Rittenhouse. And y'all want to cry foul and do this stuff. It was fucked up. Absolutely. It was messed up, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And KT, welcome back. Yep. So that's it. I just finished my little my little diatribe um again. And but that's it. And that's basically all I got. That's all I got. I'm I'm interested um in seeing how many houses I can I can hit up for a plate this year. <laughs> because I'm not planning on uh but just we're we're working. We're both working. So help. I'm I'm looking for houses. So if if, if y'all if y'all cooking, y'all hit me up. Let me know where y'all be at so I can swing by and get a plate. And that's gonna be my, my Thanksgiving hustle. <laughs> so where you say you going for Thanksgiving? Where you spend this Thanksgiving, KT? Chuck down. Chuck Town. 
Yeah, I was I was wanting to go home, um, but again, we we just working and we got that one day. Mm-hmm. We're back at it the next day, so we just we just oh gonna chill. We gonna, um, yeah, we we gonna hit up the uh, we gonna go to the in laws. Uh, they're gonna cook and we're gonna chill there. We're gonna leave the kids there for the rest of the week, and that's the thing I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, leave the kids there. What's that? Um, tomorrow, cause they're not sweet, but tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So a, a good four or five days. So, yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. <laughs> but, but that's it. So, anything going on with you? What's going on with you? Me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, since, since you got a sugar daddy, you, you're here fielding options from sugar daddies now. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, just trying to find a job and trying to enjoy a little break at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because yes, technically, ma'am. technically, I'm, I am still employed until Friday. Right. Friday is my, right. it's technically my last day. Yeah, I gotcha. had to, gotcha. I had already planned, had a planned PTO day for today and tomorrow. And then the uh-huh. office is closed Thursday and Friday. So those are paid holiday days. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So technically, my last day is Friday. Understood, understood. Mm-hmm. But, but still, like I said, just you know, you know how it is. If you need anything, um, eventually we're gonna have a, a big enough audience to where we can be like, all right, y'all want to Chuck Town area? Hit us up for blah 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 blah. Um, but we're getting there. We're getting there. But, but that's all I got. That's that's it. That's all I got going on for the day. Um, I was reading this crazy story going on up here in my area in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, of uh, a police detective was fired uh, probably about a month ago, about about three weeks a month ago for uh, having a history of planting fake drugs on black men and. Yeah, um, I haven't really read too much into it, but it's like, what what is there to read into it? You was planting drugs on black men. Surprise, surprise. Where have we heard that? Like, like we haven't heard that before. And crazy thing about it, it wasn't a white person. Well, he wasn't black. He was something else. But still, still, they they found where he planted drugs. I think it was like 15, 15 black men. And and the and Raleigh had to end up settling, paying just not just just paying two million dollars amongst the fifteen the fifteen men. So I was like, should be more, should be more, because that leaves they only get maybe like one hundred thirty thousand each. Man, all that's gonna be but anyway, Texas. 
Exactly. And by the time they get their hands on it, that 130000 going to end up being thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it's like that's the lawyer fees yeah. and court fees and all that. Yep. Yep. You're going to end up with 30000 if that. So... But that's it, man. Uh, I'm, we gonna go ahead and get up out of here. Get ready to uh, talk trash to peace, y'all, and be like, you know what? You dropped the ball, so I'm gonna pick it up and get these chewies. And uh, we gonna be, well, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. But nah, that's that's all. We want you guys to to please be safe out there. Have a a wonderful holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. However you will be spending it, have a happy one. And this is episode 58 of the Talk My Credo podcast. And until next time, it's your boy Dante Credo, my sis KT. Stay fly, stay blessed. Peace. Sugar daddy's easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>